Here it is. The episode you've been waiting for. The Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Nice. That intro, I like it. I love it. I like it a lot. How you doing, um, Sash? Welcome to the Neighborhood uh, Colors podcast. I know. I didn't even say welcome. You always skip over this part. No, I usually skip over thing. you, but today I started saying hellos to you. Look at you. And I forgot to say hello to everybody else. You're very ballsy today. Look yeah. at you. Welcome, guys. We have a special guest with us today. Special is not even the word to use. To I, I was just going to say that. That's an understatement how special and how amazing this person is. And this person is going to... Take us through a little journey of how important it is for certain aspects of your real estate career. Well, I just think in general. But anyway, this is, all right, it's Rick Becker. But we just call him Beck. That's correct. Yeah, I I just, when when Sasha goes, you know what, when new agents come in and goes, hey, have you seen Rick? I'm like, we have an agent named Rick in the office. It always sounds funny when they say that outside. (laughs) I'm like, who's Rick? I'm like, you're talking about Beck? 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 Welcome, Beck. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So today's episode is about mentorship. Okay. Um, You know, really kind of getting your foundation down there. Yesterday, we had a team meeting. And uh, Beck is going to be focusing his real estate full time and walking away from the coaching program from from the office, and um, you know passing the torch. Correct. And I, I think that's every few years coaches do that, and it's not like it's a permanent position, right? Absolutely. So um, our team leader was asking, uh, "Does anyone here have anything to say?" Oh yeah. man, that was that was the oh. I wasn't there. No, you weren't there, but I, I should have been there. I, I was there, and so I, what did you I, say? I, I was in the middle of writing an offer. It was the first one. That, oh wow! I, really? I stopped. Like I was freaking out because I had to get this offer in. Uh-huh. He even he, like they pulled me off. The, like you know they they saw me. I wasn't paying attention. Like hey, what do you what do you think? I'm like I'm freaking out right now. The computer's not working. I'm doing an offer on my cell phone, and they left me alone. As soon as I heard they were talking about Beck, I stopped, raised my hand real loud. <laughs> so he goes, Nico. And I'm going, to, I'm going to kind of share what I said. And Absolutely. everything I said back was, is, is, could not be any more of the truth. Thank you. Um, so when I started, right, Sasha was at home with, uh, with her kids, and she was learning the admin part of it. It was a kid. It was just one at the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Germana. Yeah. That's right. You didn't put the other one in me yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the time, I was working at Max Brenner. I think it was at Max Brenner. It was either I left Giovanni's to go to Max. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so I think I left Giovanni's to go to Max Brenner or, or, or the transition. So I think it was Max Brenner. Mm-hmm. And no, I was Giovanni's. I was at Giovanni's. And I was coming to the office because I made my own schedule. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'll start working some uh, evening shifts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'll come part here in the office. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, not part-time. I mean, I was still... Stop into, yeah. yeah. I got what you're But saying. I came in here to do classes. And then um, I remember I took a week of vacation. And I was here every single day from like 8 o'clock to like whatever, 4 or 5. And there was a couple of people. One was Beck. Uh, Colleen was another one. Uh, I there. Paul. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was another one in here. I remember that. And... I used to kept on going up to Beck, asking him the most serious questions because he was the most inviting person in the office, mm-hmm. the most inviting. And I would go up to him and just ask him questions. If it wasn't for 
who you are as a person. If it, if it wasn't for who you are as an individual, I know for a fact I wouldn't be in real estate and I doubt Sasha would be in real estate. True. You know, I think we would have just gave up and been one of those statistics of real estate agents that left. When I was in the restaurant business, I had a, I have a mentor and I, I talk to him occasionally, uh, Monir. Yeah, how is he? I haven't, I haven't talked to him oh. in at least a month and a half, two months. Wow. He was good the last time I spoke to him. And I learned in the restaurant business, you should ha- always have a mentor. You think of these Fortune 500 companies, these CEOs, all these people all have mentors. Absolutely. They all have mentors. Yep. So why not here? You were the perfect individual to become a coach before you were, you were coaching before you were a coach. Um, you know, that, if you look at baseball players, a lot of the catchers become coaches. You know, they, you know, um, look at like Steve Nash, um, Jason Kidd. You know, these guys, I'm not, not Steve Nash, I'm sorry, uh, Steve Kerr. These guys were guys that understood the game right. and developed players around them while they're playing and they became coaches. And it was a perfect opportunity when the coaching position could come up. I was so excited. I think I just, you became coach when? It's been over three years. Three years. So yeah. it was during COVID you started, right? It was right? pre-COVID, actually. Pre-COVID. Yeah, that's right. You were with somebody else. Because you weren't a coach yet, but you were kind of helping. We were one of five for a while. Yeah, yeah. We all had a certain amount of people. And then things just dissipated. And I became the full-time coach. You know, one, I want to say thank you. Well, thank Absolutely. You. Thank, you, thank you so much. I, mean, I, I can't thank you enough, um, you know, over and over again. But in your own opinion what is so important to having someone there like a confidant to have someone next to you when you first start well it's a great question because you don't know what you don't know and i'm really always say i'm there to help guide them through the whole process i really mm-hmm. hold their hand from the very beginning to the very end to make sure they do it right do the right paperwork know what to show them how to open a house and show a house it's the whole gamut uh, they learn Everything from how to use a lockbox to talking with people and printing. and that's so underrated. It's no, no, how to use a lockbox. It, it, it really is, is. because it, when it's raining outside, you want to get inside the house. Two amongst us have had trouble opening a lockbox, be it a super lockbox or a dial lockbox. At right, some right. point, um, it happened the other day with one of our agents. The number was wrong; they couldn't get in. You know, oh, calling the listing agent was the number, and that's the right number. But you know, things happen. So. If I was a new agent right. now, and I'm going to pretend I forgot, you know, I'm going to forget everything I've ever learned. New agent walking into the business. What is like the first three things I should do? Well, I think you need to connect with your sphere of influence, your friends, your family, your coworkers, people you haven't spoken to in a while that it might be on your phone. Just say hello, let everybody know you're a real estate agent, that you're in the business and connect with them on a personal relationship. And because I always say real estate is more about relationships than real estate. Right, right. Because you want to work with people who you like and who you know. Absolutely. So I think that's one of the things. And I think scripting is part of that same equation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember we used to script all the time. Right, yeah. We used to script all the time. That was, that was so fun. We used to stand up and all yeah. of us would say the same things at the same time. And, and it's, it's, it's mouthing it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like learning a new language, really. Like if you learn French or Spanish, you mm-hmm. have to really say it out loud to really learn it. You know, that's one of the things when Sasha got her license is I was when, list- I, when I finally got my license, you know, because it took me like, you know, a couple of years. And- 
But I would listen to her make phone calls. And I'm like, yo, you did that so wrong. She was supposed to tell me what I need to say. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you want to let them talk. Let them talk. Find out what they want to tell you. Right. And then base your conversation off of that. So now you have that engagement that you need. Rather than coming off a salesman talking to them, they don't want to hear from you. Correct. But if you can listen, and then after you listen to what they're saying, formulate your your conversation around that. So because it's what cares, what that matters to them. And we say we have two ears, one mouth, so listen yeah. twice as much as you speak. I love that. And Absolutely. asking the questions three deep. Hold on, you know what? That that's that's a that's okay. I thought you were gonna give it applause. <laughs> oh, yeah, another right. one. That deserves. Oh no, no, that's a laughter. That's one hundred percent true, and it's so underplayed. Um, the thing that I admire about you the most is that I'm sorry, my hair is falling out everywhere. I'm balding. Sorry about that. Um, is that the way? So the way I learn personally myself is hands on the practical way of doing things as opposed to just reading everything and then you have to put it into play and like come up with a way yourself to put it into play with you completely different with Kill you it's all. like they, what are you doing <clears throat> my phone is so hooked up to the bluetooth <laughs> oh. and, uh, with you is like they go through everything they see it in the book you guys talk about it and then you put it into action and it's like more you become comfortable with it, the better you become. And you become a master of your craft. And it's um it's it's something I really, really admire about you. To follow with that, what is what is it that clicked in you or that happened that made you say to yourself, I want to be a coach, I want to help new agents, I have the patience, I have the capability. What is it that happened that caused that? Yeah, that's that's very interesting because before I was a real estate agent, I was a professional photographer. That's right. And I had a photo studio in Lower Manhattan, and I had photo assistants my whole career. Oh wow! And I was always helping them and showing them and teaching them as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe it's in my DNA. I'm not really sure. Um, so when I and then during my photography, I would, was buying and selling real estate, doing some flips here and there. So when I became a real estate agent, mm -hmm. um, I'm just a people person. I just like talking to people and helping people. Um, I like when people help me, so I just try to give back, as do you and you, Absolutely. all the time. Um, I think that's one thing that's really important in our business. Absolutely. Is paying it forward. 100%. Because if it wasn't for the person that was there for you when you first started. It's a snowball effect. Exactly. 100%. And I was lucky to have great coaches before me, uh, Michael and Armin and even Paul before that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. Yeah, so it all starts from some, with everyone, it starts from somewhere, and then it goes, the snowball effect just continues. Um, I never had the the um, the pleasure of, like, coaching with you one-on-one, because I came in under Nico, so it was a different relationship between you and I. Sure. But can I tell you, the way Nico would describe you as a person and as a coach, and just in general as an individual, kind of shaped the way... I started building a relationship with you and started building, like, um, not just a relationship, but the way we communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. It was less, it was um, very easygoing, very mellow, very, easy. I can go to you when it comes to anything. And like you said, you had a, lot, a bunch of, like, silly questions yeah. or a bunch of, like, the way you worded it. With Beck, if you know Beck himself, it, nothing is silly. No. Nothing is like, like, the way we do our business, right? We got into real estate, I don't know if you knew this, but we got into real estate because of our own transaction. 
and how it was yeah. awful transaction. Yeah, for we, us. Didn't, we didn't have a good transaction. Yeah, no. and we felt like our agent was like we are f- their f- his first clients, and we felt like we we're not. It wasn't very transparent. Um, they weren't communicating with us a lot. There was a lot of decisions that were made for us, and we weren't able to make it ourselves. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest purchase of our lives, Absolutely. unless we're buying a Lambo or something. That's different. <laughs> but um, it was we were never given the opportunity to like uh, honestly make decisions and do things ourselves. And so because of that, we've built our business pillars of everything that we do, transparency and communication. Exactly. Open, honest, transparent. Exactly. Yep. Let them know the buyers or sellers always have the final decision. Let them know all 100%. the pluses and minuses. And yeah, we're there to inform them on everything. Exactly. Let them make that decision for themselves, right. because the smallest thing you do to sway that or to make that decision for them, or to taint it anyways, it changes the whole trajectory of the of the of the transaction. Exactly. And um, when I look at you in. So in real estate, when there's a lot of... Well, hold on. Before you ask your question. Uh-huh. So you named two. What was the third? So you um, said a sphere. Sphere, script. scripting, and um, let's see. Um, well, lead generation is always number one. Right. If you don't Absolutely. do lead generation, you don't have a business. So that's just having buyers and sellers and investors. Um, and that's calling, talking, social media, you guys. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> talking to people in the grocery Sweet. store line, every, every which way. You just say hello and maybe wear a name tag. You have your emblems and your clothing. Yeah. Um, Actually, you're wearing your name tag. I have mine today. Yeah, look at that. Good. Look at that. <laughs> and so that would be probably the third thing, just keep letting people know. and, and not, not to be shy. Not right. to be shy, no, for sure. Absolutely. Well, so what I totally agree with that because um, the smallest there's a lot of there's a lot of people that's introvert, um, and shy at the same time. There's a lot of people that's extroverts. After you get to know the that's person. what I love. That's one of the yeah. things I really love because a lot of them come in very introverted. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they're very scared to talk, ask a question. Then I watch them blossom. And it's so rewarding for me to see all that happen. And they call me, hey, I got my first deal. You know, and it's just super awesome. Yeah, you must, you must relive your first deal every exactly, single time. Exactly, yes. I and mean, it's funny, we, <laughs> we all remember our first deals. You know? you, you, I, I'm sure you remember your first FISBO. Oh, my God. My first FISBO, we had just done bold. And on my, my vision thing, I did like a vision kind of like thing for myself. And something that I wanted to do was that I wanted to get my first listing ended up getting my first million, my, it was my first Ooh, listing that nice, was a million dollar listing. Nice. Some things happened that, that we ended up my losing it. My first listing was over a million too, it was amazing. It, it was wow. like beyond amazing. Like, and the, I did, exa- when he listened to me, it was like, um, in the beginning, when I first started, when I was his assistant, going from being his assistant to like going to like when you have your I don't want to say assistant, it was more admin. Yeah, yeah, but technically I was an admin assistant, that's what I really was, but um and the true form of it working like remote because I was working with the kid and like doing everything remote. Nobody, I was literally the AI before Amazing. AI was That's a thing. Right. <laughs> Even today when I meet clients at closings, cause I don't do my own showings. I have showing agents or Nico does it or other things, right? This is another thing that we can branch into. Like you can be a real estate agent and they could not see you. There's so many and different leverage it all out. And yeah. Things yes. you can do. And like, yes. you can get your time back in different things. Like People think like, yeah. And um, like so when guys. I was in the back, go ahead. Sorry. Like you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yes. So in the beginning, when he was like, he would say to me, "You have to listen to them." I didn't get gra- fully grasp what he was saying yeah. to them, 
But once I started making more physical calls and talking to more people and doing things and listening to different people do different cold calls, um, the approach that I have now, I call a FISBO and I'm like, hey, I saw you have a property on the market. Tell me a little bit about that. Exactly. And they're tell me about that. That's one of my new phrases that I use a tell lot. Me. I love that. Because then they go off and they tell you everything that you need to know to then get them engaged in your conversation and bring your value. Value to and them. coming, yeah, come from contribution and Absolutely. helping. Absolutely. I mean, you're here just to help them sell their house or buy a house. A hundred percent. Now, yeah. so you told us the first three things we had to do when we're when we're in in business. Now you say you're in business now nine months. You made through the nine month hurdle, right? No, let's say, let's say. Hold on, hold on. So the first hurdle is about nine months, right? Okay, sure. That's that because okay. if you if because that's when a lot of agents just leave because they're like, um, I'm spending all this money, the MLS, board of realtors, after this, I'm going to look for work. So they get off that hurt first hurdle, right? That could we yeah. assume that was the first hurdle? That sounds pretty good. Yeah. The second hurdle is what? I guess one year. Yes. Then so fees come up, dues come exactly. up. Exactly. Oh yeah. That, and I almost didn't renew. I remember um, my my first listing was a FISBO. I love FISBOs. That's my like bread and butter. If if you put a gun to my head to get a listing, it wouldn't be social media. It would go. be would be a FISBO. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because social media, the, those those leads are a lot more um, nurturing. So it's they, they don't they, you can't get a closing. It's this market you want a listing anyway. So your first you know you're you're approaching your first year. What are you doing? To excel after nine months of never doing anything? You have no sales. <clears throat> you know, you, 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 you reach to everyone in your, your sphere. You go to the grocery stores. You, you're talking to people. Um, what was the other one you, you had mentioned? You, you, you do your script. You, 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 you're, but you still have no clients. Right. What do you do now? Well, that's a very good question. It's, it's, it's a hard thing. You have to kind of keep at it. You have to keep reaching out and doing these things and following up. I think follow-ups are a, a, an art that people have forgotten. Well, you know, let's let's take a second just yep. to uh, applaud that. Yep. That is so 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 deserving I mean, of applause. It's so true, right? I mean, we, oh, <laughs> I hit that. that. That was the Sasha button. My bad. Stop. <laughs> I mean, follow up. People may call one time, maybe two times yep. to follow up on somebody that's right. over, and those who follow up three, five, seven, nine times are the ones who really win. I mean, I've had clients, I'm sure you've had, that maybe they've been on vacation mm -hmm. or they've been away, they've been sick, they're dealing with something. And then I yep. call them, they're like, oh, I'm so glad you called me back. You know, I've been away, thank you, let's move forward with this. And follow-up's just super, super important to me. You know, one of the um, one of the things that, uh, a bird just flew, flew right into the window. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just flew right <laughs> into the window. Um, so one of the things that I love about FISBOs is I never start my first phone call as the first phone call. My first phone call is actually the second phone call. I'm following up on? So, no, exactly, because <laughs> they don't know who called them. Right. A physical comes up, you probably have a thousand people calling you to the point that you're like, I made a mistake. I, love I can't that. believe, I, I can't believe that. this. So my first phone call is always on a list that's a week old, mm -hmm. right? Because those agents are not calling that person exactly anymore. Exactly my point. And I'm calling and say, hey, we spoke last week. You told yes. me to call you today yeah. at uh, 10 to 10. Um, you know, you told me to call you at 10 o'clock. It's 10 to 10. You know, uh, you know, I just want to give you a call now. Uh, let's talk about your house. Right. And they're like, oh, no. I'm like, all right, listen, can I put you on the phone next week at 945? And I always use odd numbers because they remember. Like, why? Like, this guy I called like me that. at this weird hour now. I like that. So I must have said yes because he's now rescheduling. And then I'll call. 
I'll call 15 minutes before. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, listen, I'm a little bit early. How you doing? Right. And then now they start seeing, wow, this this person here is the following up. They, they're on top of their yeah, stuff. You're doing what you say you're going to do. So by the third phone call, most likely I have that listing. So I agree. Excuse me. Uh, so that's I, I love the whole thing about follow up, and I tell everyone on our team it's all about follow up. It really is, and and, I, and that's something I learned from 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 you, actually from you and Mike. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to add to that because it has to do a lot with follow up as well. But to me, when I do when I do cold calls or I call anyone in, in general, I create notes in my in my notes in my mm-hmm. iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not just about follow-up to me. I feel like it's also remembering what you guys spoke about. The last conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. How's your dog doing? It was yep. sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, the baby. Um, your kid's going off to college. Yes. You're this, you're that. Either there's downsides. more about relationships and, oh, and real estate. A hundred percent. And a lot of people, they just follow up. Hey, you told me right. to call you back this week, right? I'm calling you back. What are we doing from here, Right. It's not just about calling the person back. It's remembering and connecting, connecting. from the last connecting. phone call. Because that means a lot. Yeah, I know. Give me a, don't give me a wall, wall, wall. Give me a, yay me. I'll give you that one. Um, yeah, and, and connect, because that's how I got my fistball. I spoke nope. to him the first time. He's like, hey, sorry, I had to run. But the second time I called him back, I one thing I do, I do do, no pun intended, but when I speak to them also, I use a name. Even when speaking to just um, huge. agents yes. huge. or Absolutely. anyone, this is how we close a deal, actually. I reach out to the agent. I'm like, hey. I saw you have best and final coming up. My hey Anthony, and he was like, "I know you." I'm like, "No, I'm just calling you." My client wants to put in an offer. I saw best and final was yesterday at like 6 p.m. We want to put in an offer. We're ready to move. Quick close. And he was like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "Sasha." And he was like, "Pleasure speaking with you. I would absolutely love working with you. Send over the offer. Let's see what we can do." There you go. And literally, the offer got accepted. I so was making like, relationships oh. with agents as well is so, as important, exactly. if not more important. hundred you know, percent. They tell you in real estate school, and they tell you in just in general, it's location, location, location. In my opinion, relationship, it's relationship, relationship, relationship. Hundred percent. That's what we tell everyone on our we team. Talk about it all the time. It, absolutely. N- now, for a new agent coming in, right? They get the option of using a coach or a mentor or doing it on their own. Oh, they do get an option. I thought it was just. No, I thought it's it just. Not it's not mandatory. They can't. We can't force. Oh, it. Yeah, you can't. all freelance people. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Agents. I thought it was like straight off the bat. Like highly, highly here. recommended. It's, okay. I mean, most people fail. You know, like listen, Absolutely. you're not going to play baseball and never play the game and succeed. I mean, Very gonna, there's rare talent Absolutely. out there, and those talents. I mean, they even do better with a coach mm-hmm. because now, say Michael Trout, right? Michael Trout, you know, he, he was, Mike Trout was a phenomenal baseball player here from Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Phenomenal baseball player, you know all that. Mm-hmm. But he has coaches. Absolutely. You know, his mechanics when he goes up to bat, um, Shohei Atani, right? Baseball player. He's, he, he's a pitcher and a batter. Oh, right? wow. And he is in the... Top top escalons or escalons or whatever how you pronounce it in pitching and in batting he's he's a phenomenon the last oh, guy wow. who did that at such a high level was Babe Ruth mm. really he's just the generation of Babe Ruth wow right. and um so but if you look at him he came from Japan baseball in Japan compared to the United States is completely different first thing is in Japan they're they're pitching every seven days. Here in the states, they're pitching every five days, so that rest period mm. is completely one of the biggest that. culture shocks for these pitchers. Oh, wow. So having a coach is super important for these these that. athletes. So these they're you know they're they're what people like. If you look at 
all the kids in the, the little league field that we, you know, for opening day. Probably one of those kids may make it to college playing at a high level. Really? It's very, very difficult. It's very, yeah. Extremely difficult. I mean, to get to the professional leagues, it's, it's, it's so hard. So if I was a new agent coming in and I didn't want to coach, what do you expect that I can do? So, like, you know, we have a listen like, you know, I don't want to coach. I don't want to pay. Because the coaching, you're paying part of your commission, your, your percentage of your commission. It's not even that much of a It's very small. Correct. Um, and you're getting that coaching for free up until you, even if you if you don't close nothing for a year, you're still getting that right. coaching for free. There's no, there's no out, upfront charges. Yeah. So you, you're you not. You only pay upon a sale yeah, or a exactly. buying or a transaction. And, 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 and the fees, so it's a little small. But. If I was, and I'm like, you know what, Beck, I'm sorry, but I, it's, I just don't have it in me. I, I, just, I want to do it on my own. What do you tell that person to do? Uh, a couple things, I guess I would say. We're lucky here at Kelly Williams. We do have great classes and overall training. That's really mm -hmm. what we're known for. So mm -hmm. definitely go to classes and maybe even possibly get on a team. Um, and now you're going to spend more money getting on a team from your transactions uh, mon monetarily. Right. And that's a way to learn from somebody else as well. So you almost have like a built-in coach if you get on a team. Um, those would be my two suggestions. Now, you were on a team. When I was on a team, and I'm so glad I was, yes. And I learned tenfold what I would have learned otherwise, uh, such as I was, I was in coaching, and then I was on a team, and... You know, so I'm so happy I was. This is something that I'm sure you don't know, and for a fact, I know Beck doesn't know. A lot of my social media um, things came from yours and Mike's uh, like weekly segments that you, you oh, sat on your yes. desk on, on, on the desk. Yeah, sure. And just talked about the market. Yes. And uh, a lot of it, I'm market like, updates. A, yeah, a lot of my my stuff, my ideas, came from just watching how you guys were interacting, it. and you know, we just made our own thing. But, I love uh, it. But it, you were doing social media stuff well before like <laughs> people are doing social media, which was great. Um, how long have you been a real estate agent? So I've been in real estate agent about six, seven years at this point. Wow, but before, really? but before that I was, doing, photographer. well, I was a photographer and I was doing a lot of real estate transactions. I just didn't have my license. Oh, so, so you're I, doing like wholesaling, flipping, exactly, investing, stuff exactly. like that. Yes, yes, yes. I have a few rental properties. I have a good friend who was a broker down in Maryland where I'm from. That's right. That's so right. Connected up with her. And so things are you a, um, I guess uh, a, ter a, ter a ter Terrapin uh, fan? Um, no, you know, I think I left a little too early before I became a Terrapin fan. Because uh, I was, I left and went to New York when I was 19 years old. Okay. So I was just, I was actually in college, going to New York, going back and forth, working. So we with, film uh, two episodes uh, a week, and the guy who we're going to be talking to on our next episode, um, which now if you're hearing this podcast, it's episode two, so it's already passed, um, but. Uh, Justin, um, uh, Justin, um, goodness, Bruce, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> I was Tom. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot his last he's name. He's a huge Buckeye fan. Huge Buckeye. Oh, really? So yeah, I'm gonna be busting his chops. So you guys would have <laughs> would have heard me busting his chops. <laughs> I'm getting to, into that. Um, so you know, we talked about you know self educating. You know, going to classes and stuff like that. What is your feel on like niches? You know, like, 
getting into a niche, know that niche, you know, either you, 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 you excel in buyers, excel in listings, excel in rentals. What, what, what did you feel on that? Well, I like what you had said earlier that your niche was FISBOs. Right. You like calling for sale by owners. Mm-hmm. Some people hate calling for sale by owners and maybe they're better at expireds. So there is a niche you may have and it may be social media niche. It may be uh, cold calling. Some people mm-hmm. love cold calling. They come from a sales background. They enjoy doing that. So having a niche is good. Um, to learn certain uh, one avenue, like you can't want to be too broad necessarily. Right. I do recommend whoever calling a Fisbo, calling expired, calling your sphere, door knocking. I love, I'm a big fan of door knocking. That's another niche you can have. People get out. There. I love that. Yeah. And I always say try to go with somebody at first. Mm-hmm. So when you get tongue tied, the other person can say something and. Uh, yeah. Face to face is, f- is always better. Face to face is the best. First person I went door knocking with was, was uh, yeah, the right. yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Actually. You told me that. Actually. We uh, we all got into a car, yeah. and we were. Uh, this is I mean, broker opens were much more popular before yes. COVID. Yes. And we would support agents from the office when they have a listing, and you, know, you go for lunch. They have sushi. They have Italian food, exactly. champagne. You know, that was great. So, uh, but then we would see a Fisbo, or you know, or we would go through an expired list, and all five of us would just go and. You know, and just we're all wearing the you know, white shirts and sport coats, <laughs> and we'd hop out of the car with our sunglasses because yeah. it was summertime. Yeah. Like, Men in black would be coming up to your house. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That was probably intimidating for the for the festival enough for the. It was fun. Client. It was great. But you know, we learned a lot. Like Kel- all these people approaching my door. What is going on? Like Beck was kind of mentoring Kelly because Kelly was brand new, um, and I'm surprised you you've been an agent for seven years. Wow, that's amazing. It is. It's, I thought you were. At least twenty years. Thank you. You, you at least. Well, I knew from pre- yeah. previous deals right, right. a lot of the experience. No, that's you, you definitely why. show show yourself being you. you know much more experienced than six years. Thanks. Um, but he was like kind of mentoring Kelly, and she, he was showing her different like mechanical systems and and stuff. We're doing that this tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Nice. We're going out to a house and doing a field trip. And that's where I think you were talking about hands-on, yeah. where agents will actually see a house and want to show them how to open a house. What I talk to with the so you going with your 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 students? Yes. Oh, so tell me more. Yeah. Well, I love doing it. It's a field trip, and we're going to show them how to open a house. How I talk to agents, what I bring to give them a customer report while I have the full report, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do a semi-inspection. Now I'm not a professional inspector, but I can do pretty well about looking and seeing things that might be good or bad in the house. Of Absolutely. course, you get a professional inspection when you buy a house and so it's great we do that we, we spend an hour or two there. so you're you're big on printing out the um like the printout for the the listing and stuff like that to give to your clients well i do um when i'm going on a showing i'll do the full report and i like to write the information on it uh, the time the passcode if there is a passcode mm-hmm. or if it's supra and any other information i want and then i have a custom report that i give to the buyers and I'll normally give one to each of them so they can see the taxes and see the original listing price, what the current price is, days on market. I think that's very important. And it's, it's, it's just value added. Just giving Absolutely. them, I think. You know, you were talking about um, expireds. Yes. How would you approach a phone call with an expired? Well, so expired people basically have been trying to sell their house right. and can't. Absolutely. So they're like a FISBO who has a sign in the front yard, buy my house. Expireds are very similar. Um, it's interesting because... They have bad experiences in one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number one reason a house doesn't sell typically, price too high. Absolutely. Oh, price, okay. yeah. So price is always a tricky subject, but you have to give them value and statistics and show them why it's priced too high and what's happening in the market, interest rates and all. And then um, you can call recent expireds, which 
some may be ready to jump on the wagon again and go with a different agent and try to figure out, make that appointment with them. But sometimes calling, you were saying, call, call somebody two weeks, four weeks, three months has been expired. Maybe something happened and now they weren't wanting to sell and they, you can go back onto the market and see if they want to relist it with them. Mm. With them. That, that's so old expireds, new expireds, different conversations really. That is, that is interesting. And asking those questions, why do you think your house didn't sell? Absolutely. They'll tell you, well, my agent wasn't helpful to me or we couldn't make choices like you were saying. We had um, a couple different, um, a couple of my different friends have reached out on Facebook um, and on Facebook Messenger saying, hey, I have an agent that I work with and I do you guys, uh, do you like sell properties in this area? Do you do this area or anything like that? My first question to them usually is, are you working with an agent? First question. Because the yes. thing is that, just like with with anything we're doing, right? I want to be transparent with them. Mm-hmm. And then the second question is, are you you're working with an agent? Obviously, right? Do you want to work with me? They say yes. Moving forward, hey, just so you know, moving forward, we have to fire that agent. And sometimes, in some cases, he's like, don't be blunt, but you have to because you have to let them know, like, hey, I cannot do anything with you unless you cut ties with this person. That's true. You know, and. Maybe that's not the best word to use, but it's the best way to convey that you can no longer have a relationship with that person, whether you say they're not um, holding up their end of the bargain, whether whatever they're not doing, bottom line is that they have to go separate ways. And in writing. A hundred percent. In writing. You know what? I'm going to add that because I don't normally add that, but I'm going to. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning, when I was saying I was his, when I was behind him, behind the scenes doing everything, and then when I came out full throttle, like the phoenix that I am, and the conversations, like how it changed, um, I used to, like when he said when I first started, I would talk and talk and talk and oversell and the saleswoman and do this and do that. And I got we this and I got that. We have a great personality to do that. A hundred percent. Sometimes, though, it backfires. I understand. When I take the different approach now and I'm, I have more of the laid back approach with everything in general, like we'll be talking or anything and I'll just lay back and just let people talk. And when you, when you look at where I've come from and where I'm at, people think I've only been licensed, what, two, no, a year and a half? It's going to be two years, maybe? Yeah. But, 20 years. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But when people find out how long we, in general, have been doing real estate and how long I've been licensed, mm-hmm. they're like, wow, no, mm-hmm. for real? I know. Because it's like, I believe also, yeah, you have to go with a lot of training. You need a lot of motivation. It's a lot of accountability, especially when you're Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you want these buttons, bro? Yeah, hold on. Accountability. Yeah. Accountability. You have to hold yourself accountable. A hundred percent. And if you can't, if you can't, I'm going to cut you over. If you can't, having a mentor holding you accountable. That's a whole conversation. A hundred percent. It is. I remember my first sit down with uh, Paul. He asked me, he goes, how much money do you want to make? And I'm like, I want to leave the restaurant business. I want to make $250,000. And I thought you, I I threw threw that number. I'm like, 250. You know, that for me to leave the restaurant business, I need to make $250,000. dollars And he looked at me, he goes, okay. Mm-hmm. He goes, this is what we'll do. Yeah. You need to call 20 people per day. Right. And it, first he goes to this, he goes, are you gonna, he goes, are you committed to this number? And I'm like, absolutely, I wanna leave the restaurant business. He goes, are you, he goes, are you committed? And if uh, not only are you committed, are you gonna let me hold you accountable? Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
pull. I want to leave the restaurant business. I want to spend more time with my wife, my kids, or my kid at the time. Um, no, absolutely. So the next day I saw him. He goes, how many people you called to yesterday? Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I don't know, like yep. seven. He goes, you were supposed to do 20. Why didn't you do 20? Right. Absolutely. Talking to him. It's hard, but you need that. It, it is so absolutely. hard. Absolutely. But I mean, it gets so easy. It gets so easy. And then. It becomes the norm. It, it does. You know what I'm saying? Like anything. Repetition, repetition, repetition. You know, you know, you may not be able to run a marathon, but if you run a little by little every day. Correct. By the end of the day, That's that a, first mile, yeah. it's going to be, a, it's a breeze. It's just that 1% better. Exactly. You just got to get 1% every single day. Every, and it's not 1% better than anyone else. It's 1% better than you. Absolutely. A lot of people ask me, they're like, well, this person's doing this, that person's doing this. And Can't compare. I'm not competing with anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm competing with me mm-hmm. and who I was a mm-hmm. year ago mm-hmm. or compared to who I was five years ago. You know, and, and who like, you want to be? A hundred percent. And it's not only with the realm I'm coming from, I'm a mom first before anything. I tell everybody that's my first job. My second job is a realtor because mommy comes first. The summer is coming around. Today's the last year of school. Yes. I'm back summer. in mommy mode. I know. I'm we loving love that the shirt. shirt. We right? love, we, before we got on here, we were saying yes. how awesome the shirt how amazing was. Like when I saw you at the it's front totally going to tell the vibe. When like, I saw you at the front desk, I, mean, I like I saw you guys in a meeting. I wanted like kind of like just, like, but I'm like, yo, that shirt is just phenomenal. <laughs> and I'm actually not even uniform. Like, not, like I lately been. Not even uniform. Uniform. No, I'm, I'm a little shocked here. <laughs> no, yeah, I do like I the know. logo, but I've been using where, like my jerseys, yeah. and I think this is the first episode I've been wearing a jersey <laughs> out of all the episodes we've recorded. True. So, and I asked you to wear one today because I'm wearing one. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, what I was gonna say to you to follow up with accountability is when you have a mentor or a coach. Um, a mentor sometimes is not paid. Um, you're just you're just there to help the person, right? Whether it be with a transaction or with whatever, however they the two parties see fit. A coach, on the other hand, I feel like is how would you describe a coach? Well, coach not only guides and gives information, but it is about accountability. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, I'm probably not the greatest on accountability. I give people, really? tra- yeah, I'll give people challenges. That's weird. But you know, That's like weird. you were saying, yeah. I want you to call three people, uh-huh. you know, the new people. Right. Call one and let me know. And, and you know right away kind of who's going to be um, responsible or not, who's going to do it or not. And it, mm. it, it's hard, especially with a lot of people, To for me it was, to have all of them be accountable because... It's hard to be accountable. It is. Absolutely. It's hard. It's challenging. It's saying, oh, I didn't make my 20 phone calls today, and you feel bad, and I lost my homework, those kind of things. And it's, it's, uh, it's <laughs> my homework. You know? yep. The computer ate my homework. <laughs> yeah. that's, <laughs> a, that's the second time that homework phrase came up. <laughs> On the way in here, I needed to borrow an extension cord from back again. And I'm like, I was going to go to my truck and look at my truck for an extension cord that I know I don't have. <laughs> Just like when you were in school, you're like, hey, where's yeah. your homework? And you're looking through your backpack, hoping <laughs> that you know it's not there. Yeah, we, hoping that they forget about you. Yeah. Like, that is hilarious. I mean, so like, we'll do a class on uh, making a listening presentation. And we'll oh. sit there for an hour. We'll do all the, do 10 out of the 20 pages. Okay, I want you all to finish this up and send it to me. But who really sends it to me? I mean, mm-hmm. only a few. And I ask them, like, well, I'm still working on it. And, and those are the people that can become the rookie of the year. Well, exactly. I was just going to ask yes. that question. So from your perspective, because of what we're talking about right now, the homework and being being there, being present when you're doing stuff with your, with your because let's, um, let's be honest, life happens, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes you're there, but are you really present? Right. No, you're not. I know 50% of the time, sometimes I'm not. I'm like, oh, I just remembered. I got to do this. I got to do that. My self-diagnosed ADHD goes off. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
It's the best. It's the best diagnosis I've ever come up with. <laughs> so with you, do you see it like where your 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 students, if they follow through on everything or the majority of the things, do they end up going into being successful? Yes. And okay. I'd say if you look at my wall over there, oh, yeah. right, that the, was the awesome. graduates and who has who have done deals. Those are the people okay. who are doing the do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, the be do haves. And their motivation and accountability helps with that. And so, yes, uh, there's no That's doubt it. about it. The ones who, make, who come in, learn, make yeah. the phone calls, have conversations, meet people in the office, uh, everything, it snowballs. I always use exactly. the, the phrase snowball to me works. You get one flake, mm-hmm. and then you learn more and more, and it grows. And uh, having people graduate is one of my biggest you know, so, rewards. Say we have a listener. You know, we're kind of winding down from the episode, but say we have a listener who's still on, brand new. How many phone calls or how many conversations should that listener listening right now? Well, I would say a minimum of 10 per day. day. Just a conversation, talk to people. And it's so easy when you're in a grocery store uh, making phone calls, just walking the streets, Mm -hmm. door knocking. 20 would be ideal Mm -hmm. if you could do that every day. And what's the return on that? So, okay, you do 10, you do 20. What, What are we looking at? Well, I think it depends on your goal as well. But if you're talking to 20 people, you're going to have a maybe, you might only have, well, if you're calling and calling 20 people, having 20 conversations, you then want to get appointments to meet face to face. So maybe one to three okay. is really what you want to do and meet them face to face, bring your listing presentation, bring the home value of the house, or CMA um, analysis. Hey, what do you feel about the buddy system? Because I see a lot of your, your students working in the buddy system. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the buddy system. I think it's very important when you're, when you're at the beginning because you don't know what to say or what mm-hmm. to do necessarily. And having two people do it, like two heads are better than one. So it's a good for conversation. You learn from each other. You know, we all still learn from each other. 100%. Together. I mean, I've, I've already learned things from you today. So, so, so but, but that's what happens. So it's, I, I love the buddy system. It's a little bit like joining a team, but not officially. You split things 50-50, what have you. Right. Um, you get really strong bonds with people. Absolutely. And and what happens as well, because we're talking about relationships, is you've done something with somebody, now they need help for an open house. So they call you because you're doing the do. Exactly. And then you get the open house, and you get buyers come in, and you get buyers looking to buy houses, and you make money. Absolutely. So when you're doing the do, and you... That, that's, I think that's, that's huge. So call about 10 people. Um, what's your feelings about open houses? I love open houses for new agents, for sure. Um, you get to learn about houses and the mechanicals of it. You're meeting people coming in who are looking to buy a house. If that house is not good, you can show them other houses in the neighborhood, either that day or later in the week. And it's a, I love open houses. I think it's a great way to, to so learn the business. I'm telling you, if you're listening, if you are going to do an open <laughs> house, make sure you're following up on that list. Yes. Don't let people Absolutely. come in, sign that list, and you say you're going to call and never call. Because I'm gonna tell you one thing. If that person came to this open house, they probably went to two or three exactly. other ones. And then those agents are calling that person. Exactly. So if you think you're gonna wait a week to talk to someone, that conversation was already done by someone who was not lazy, was hold themselves accountable, picked up the phone. I wouldn't say lazy. If, I would say a procrastinator. I wouldn't say lazy. I think it's all about be, um, behaviors as well, I would say. Well, I like to say not only follow up by calling or texting a thank you, mm-hmm. handwritten card. Yep. Nice meeting you. I love and that. The handwritten yes. card's huge today because how many people get handwritten cards? Yep. Yeah. Because but, people don't do it no more. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Postcards. People exactly. don't do that. You know, all this stuff that real estate agents used to do back in the day, everyone's like, oh, we don't have to do that no more. 
and people now are start doing it again. They get full. Like no one gets mail. It's going back to basics. No I one feel. gets. No one gets paper mail. Everything's digital, right? True. So anything you get in the mail. It's unique. You, you, yeah, exactly. Because you Absolutely. you don't want to keep on going to the mailbox and finding just junk. Right. You want to you want an invitation. To and a I don't wedding like the or... stickers in the front. I like handwritten addresses. Yeah, yeah. We use black envelopes with gold. I love that gold, touch. Gold with silver ink on it. Yeah, that is so, so awesome. So when you get that, you're going to open it no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You get curious. Yeah. Just to just to package it alone itself. That the letter comes in, you're Marketing, like, ooh, what is going on? Like, I need to know what's in here. Uh huh. Yeah. So we use red. Yeah. Oh, that's we, fine. We use red with black writing, and then the, yeah. our paper, depending. So if our paper is a four, um, it's a um, pre foreclosure. It's blue. We okay. use blue paper, okay, because we want it. You know, we want it to stick out on a in a, in a pile of stuff constantly, sure. like blue, like you know, absolutely. Like the color of my shirt, blue. Love that. Um, and then we have other letters. Um, that one thing that we just one of our lead generating sources that we just don't share with anyone because I don't think yeah, I don't doing. think anyone. Yeah, so that's one thing we don't. But we use lilac. Mm-hmm. It's a very soft color because mm-hmm. it's a soft. It's a, it's a different type of letter we're sending. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe I'll share with you. I love that. Yeah, secretly one day. But to add to what he was saying about what you were saying about the handwritten letters, the best part is that when we send these secret letters that we do, we get replies for them. You do. And that's like the best part. You're like, we get cards. Wow. We get we get cards returned. People yeah, give us cards. It's like what? Like the this power is amazing. Of a handwritten no, exactly. card. A hundred percent. You know, that's one one thing I learned from you is my closing gift. Always do a handwritten card. You know, and it's just, I, I thank you. I thank you for trusting us. You know, that's, I think that's the biggest thing that real estate agents don't really appreciate is a total stranger trusts you with their money. It's so yep. true. Look, yeah. Huge Absolutely. money. Yes. You know, yep. we're not yes. talking about grocery store bills here. We're talking exactly. about you know, sports cars, yeah. million dollar homes. Even, even if you look at the most inexpensive studio co-op. That's right. It's a hundred something thousand dollars. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. People dream to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think in our profession, you do what you got to do. You can make a hundred thousand dollars easy. 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 Almost without trying to yeah. do all the things you're supposed to do. So, Absolutely. so you know, a couple more minutes left, but yeah. um, brand new agent, if they have a goal and say, "Hey, listen, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars," what are they? What What do they need to do? To get that hundred thousand dollars, so you're making phone calls. Yeah, we actually have the chart, you know, the GCI chart. Okay, so down. tell me about that. Yeah, so it breaks down how much statistically through through history, you have a certain amount of money you want to make. Mm-hmm. Then you can break it down with phone calls between listings and then buyers. Mm-hmm. A certain percentage we can just say fifty fifty for now. And to do that, you have to make X amount of calls to make X amount of appointments. Out of those appointments. How many are going to be signed listing agreements or signed buyer agreements? Mm. And that's a, a chart that we actually can show you what you have to do for calling. It's really not just calling. That's the whole thing. People always think it's just calling. It is the door knocking. It's the conversations, really. Mm. It's how many conversations you need to have. My last question, and then you can ask whatever questions you want. My last question is, I'm a brand new agent. I'm a seasoned ve- agent. I'm a veteran agent. Should I discount myself to get a deal? Because I'm just having a dry spell. I don't like that. I don't like that. I think people need to stick to the guns, have a certain amount that they want to make and will do. Because if you start discounting yourself, you become a discount broker. People have certain standards. Mm-hmm. And, and your standards be different than my standards compared to everybody else's standards. So I don't think discounting is the way to go. Now, 
if you get both sides of a deal, you can throw in a little, it's a win-win, as we like to say in Keller Williams. Absolutely. Instead of charging 6%, maybe you give them 5.5% or 5 depending on what the situation is, uh-huh. depending on the price point. I think that's fine. That's, uh, that's just making the deal happen and making everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily like discounting just to get the deal. Um, I know it's very, people want to do it. Yes. Yeah. But I, I don't like it myself. But if you have to do it, you have to do it. But you, everybody has their own standards. Um, I would not really recommend it if possible. Because if you do it for this Denver. person, if you do it for this person, then the neighbor next door says, you, you gave that one the discount. Why can't yeah. I get a discount? And then, Absolutely. Uh, that, that's what the And then the before you know is. it, you're the Dollar Tree of realtors. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was good. Give me um, a thingy for that. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my fidgety thingy. You know what? I'll tell you this. We didn't do the... At all this episode. I know. Although I did make a mistake. You fumbled a couple of times. The last episode, we did like nine times. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Forget you. I'm on a roll. I'm on fire fire. And I wasn't even prepared. Like, I didn't even go over anything in my head or anything. This is all spur of the moment. Sasha Fierce vibes type of thing. Um, in, well, not in closing, but I had... um To piggyback, he's talking about... Constantly new agents, new agents, new agents. Um, We're talking about mentorship, and sometimes it doesn't have to do with new agents. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be an agent who's been in business, right? Because we see this a lot. We know know we're good friends with an agent that just came from another brokerage who's in his program, and she's doing so much better than she was. 110%. But you have not the agents that succeed who comes from who's do his has been in the business but not really doing business. From the aspect of like, I've been in the business, I've been doing business, but I want to accelerate my business from, let's say, 20 closings a year. I want to move it up a little. I want to put a little ump to my step. And what would be your advice to them? Well, first we'd have to analyze what they're doing, uh-huh. figure out, like you said, where they want to go and what we would have to do to do that. Um, and as far as coaching goes, mm-hmm. you know, we also have things, MAPS coaching, uh-huh. which takes it to a whole other level, and they have different ideas too. Um, there's different ways of, of ramping it up, it, but I think it would be analysis of what they're already doing and trying to figure out what can be broadened. Okay, um, so say they're doing the scripting, they're doing everything, like mm-hmm. everything, they're doing all the things that you're doing in your coaching program. They literally put everything um, to work. And it's just um, everywhere they go, they're talking to people. Yep. They're not secret agents because yes. that's the biggest yes. thing. It's like being a secret agent. I'm not a secret agent at all. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like, tell me. Sure. Um, you'll just ask a simple question like, oh, my God, how's the park? I'm like, the market is amazing. Right. There's always buyers, there's always sellers. It's according to who's looking to buy, who's looking to sell, you know? There's always an active market is always... And we're very lucky being here near New York and... Absolutely. You know, we, we have a great market around here, even all around here. Absolutely. So a, we want to get more listings. We have plenty of buyers. It's a, it's an incredible market. Prices going way above asking. Oh, yeah, it is. If it's priced right. If it's, pr- if it's priced right. That's, exactly. That's Look right. at you. You got a little... Ch- no, ch- yeah, you can do it. You get a little cha-ching. I'm humble. Because it's, that one's the uh, price. Pricing so you get a little cha-ching. Oh, you know what? Not the clap. The cha-ching one. <laughs> oh, the cha-ching one. <laughs> yeah. So let's make it Money. super loud. So everyone Don't fumble again. Everyone, I want everyone to hear that, but at the same time... <laughs> Knocked it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So in closing, do you have any other questions? Um, No. So I think we're pretty good. Beck, you are the cornerstone of our business. You did a lot to really 
empower myself to feel like I can take over the world. And motivate. You Thank did. you. I'm Absolutely. humbled by all this. I am so, so grateful for every single conversation I had when I first started. Likewise. And even now. I mean, every time I see you, I learn something or I, I, I just Absolutely. gain more confidence in myself every single time. I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping our listeners grab, you know, got, you got the same stuff. Um, you know, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you. Um, I'm super grateful and uh, thank you very much, my friend. I'm grateful too. Thanks and because of all that. Absolutely. Because of you and the way you are and you're so giving with the information and forthcoming and honest at the end of the day is, has kind of um, made us in a way who we are because because of you, we do the training and we pay it forward and we help you agents Absolutely. without expecting More anything in return. Oh, thank you. And that means the with, world With everything. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And um, I just want to honestly thank you for that. And thank you for just being genuinely you. you. Not only the coach, the amazing coach that you are, the amazing mentor that you are, but just at the core of it all, the amazing person that you are. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us today on this great episode. And yeah, this is going to be... Hey, guys. So, you know, we're here every Friday. Yep. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. And you can catch us on all Hold major... Hold up, before we go, do you have any closing words? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just skipped over yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry. Way I, to go, Nico. Well, no, <laughs> closing words. Um, keep at it. Is the follow-up, follow-up, follow-up would be my closing words. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would say relationships, relationships. Really? Oh, no, follow-ups. Without follow-ups, you have no yeah. relationship. Real estate's that's, more that's about true. relationships yep. than real Absolutely. estate would be another one. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. So we're on all the major podcast uh, platforms uh, Follow us on socials as well. Yep. Yep. All social media platform, the neighborhood sellers. Yeah, so the platforms is Sirius uh, uh, XM, Pandora, Apple, Google, uh, iHeartRadio. Tune in, iHeartRadio, Spotify. So we're on all that nice. stuff. Obviously, you watch, if you're watching this, it's on YouTube. And uh, catch us next Friday. Uh, we're going to have a phenomenal guest next Friday. Absolutely. Actually, no, next Friday is. No. Follow Next. us so you can follow our journey exactly. on everything. You'll and see what we have. Yep. So, guys, thank you again for tuning in. And that is our show. Thank you and have a good day. Here it is the episode you've been waiting for the Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation.